Ladies and gentlemen, English cricket has died. I think just by those 10 seconds of an intro, you can tell what this is all going to be about. We're going to talk about England. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. Yeah, before you guys say, oh, there was, a, there, was a, there was a two Grand Prixes. There was two Grand Prix in uh, since you last minute episode. I'm going to get that to, I'm gonna get to that later. Let's talk about England. I said after the... um. Afghanistan game, I didn't think England were good enough. So I, 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 I wanted to wait to make an episode until the after the India game because there was a part of me that said, if we win against India, there might be something good to talk about. Nothing to nothing to talk about now. Absolutely dazed. I don't know where to start with this debacle. I, I really don't. It's. Not something I would have wanted to be talking about. Um, so it's flat. It's I. I would normally be. I'll put it this way. I would normally be really angry and pissed off by this. I'd be be a lot more violent. But I am angry. But I'm not surprised. I've been saying since. 2020 2021 we are not taking what what one day cricket seriously and we can't we're not going to be able to just flick a switch straight away and act like the greatest one tier team in the world again because india have caught up new zealand caught up a lot of teams are caught up and we were number five fifth fifth in the world coming to this tournament so I, i'm not surprised i think the media have really hyped England up and said, oh, we, we, but we, 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 we won it in 2019 and we, 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 we did so well. We, 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 and we love our players because they're so, they're amazing. And we've got Ben Stokes as our little messiah. That's true. Ben Stokes is a good player. But let me, okay, let's go through the rest of the team. The 15 players picked. Let's go through the rest of the team. Let's see how good they are. Eh? Let's see. Let's let's see how good they are. Josh Butler, about thirty-two. Mo Nali, about thirty-five. Atkinson's about twenty-five. Bestows are also about 33, 34. Brooke is also young. Carter's air eh, like th- 28, 29. Sam Curran's young. Liam Livingston's thirty-two. Darmalan's thirty-five. Rashid is I think thirty-three. Joe Root is thirty-three. Ben Stokes is thirty-two. Um, David Willey is. In, I think he's about 35 as well. Mark Wood is the, a similar age, 34. Chris Wokes is 34. There's a pattern, isn't there? There is a pattern. You could see quite a lot of those players are over 30, aren't they? And quite a lot of those players have not been playing a lot of one-day cricket over the last four years, have they? And then we look at let's look at what's happened since 2019. In the five year, in the four year period until twenty nineteen, England played sixty six matches in one day cricket. Since twenty nineteen, they played forty two. If you do the maths, that's about twenty four less games. And about and a majority of that, pretty good majority of that, 
We've been having James Vince, Banton, those games against Pakistan in 2021 when we had uh, a COVID outbreak. And yeah, we could say the pandemic was an excuse. You know, we we weren't prepared enough for the for the pandemic, and we 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 had so we we were doing uh so much in uh for Test cricket and uh, Joe we didn't know Joe Root. If you was gonna say Joe Root's an excuse, just look at how he's done this World Cup. What's he got? A seventy against uh um New Zealand. That's it. That's it. Got a first World Cup against India today. Got out to a low delivery against back, uh, Afghanistan. Struggled against South Africa. He's not got a big. He's only got one big score. That's it. Who else has done well? Who Who else has done well to to like justify the place in this in the squad? Dalmanan's got a hundred. Okay, cool. Topley broke his finger. Um, I mean Brooks looks all right. Atkinson's, he, they put his neck on the line for them. He hasn't performed. Stokes hasn't performed. He's been lackluster. Um, look at, you look at all of those players and you see how they changed over a four-year period. And it's night and day. It was day it's day and night now. It's, it's, I don't know how it can go this drastically wrong, though. I, I was excited with this England team coming to this World Cup, to be honest with you. But I, I think I was so overhyped and I nearly brought into the fact that we thought I thought I was, we were going to win it because of how much the media thought we were going to do it. I, I didn't expect us to win this tournament, not in the slightest. I thought we would do decently, but I thought we could end this era with a little bit of positivity and absolutely no positivity today. Absolutely gone. I, I, sh- how, I, 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 know, I knew we weren't going to win it. I, I, I didn't think we would win it. But I don't know how it can go this drastically wrong. I, I, it's, I, I did expect I did expect it to not go smooth sailing because we weren't doing very well in Monday cricket. But I didn't expect us to just crash out the tournament with five games to go. I didn't expect it to be another twenty fifteen one. I thought that twenty fifteen that was the last of its kind. That was the last of the time where okay England were going to get knocked out with four five games to spare. I thought we could be able to, yeah, put a decent dent into it. Yeah, we want maybe sometimes we'd get out of the group stage, but we'd be close. We'd be one of we'd be one of the decent teams. It's, it's so it's really it's soul crushing. Look at no, let's let's use some basic facts here. We can have the excuse. Oh, well, we were uh, we were we weren't underprepared. Yeah, the media will make up excuses. I I think I like what Joss is saying that. There's no excuses. We're flat. We're not playing well. He's an honest guy. But let's do some basic facts here. Look at the table right now. How many games have we won? One. Netherlands have won two. Afghanistan have won two. Pakistan have won two. Sri Lanka have won two. New Zealand, who we beat at 3-1 at home, have won four. They have eight points. We have two. We have a, one, we have a mi- minus 1.652 run rate. Even Bangladesh are more than us. Netherlands have... Netherlands have Venless. Look at the gap of what happens when we go back to the cricket we played in 2015. Because that's exactly what we've done. Look at some of the dismissals against India today. Dalmanan chopped on. Besto, uh what happened to Besto? Oh he um he also dropped on. Stokes with a lackluster shot. Root got out first ball. 
which to be fair was actually a pretty uh, uh, was a a Jaffa and you, know, you can say it was a Jaffa, but he was one he should have hit. Butler got I, mean, I think Josh Butler's was a little bit more justifiable. He got the ball turned square for him. But you you just think you yeah okay maybe we won't beat India but we don't we won't lose in that way we won't we won't lose by a hundred runs when we're chasing two thirty how's it gone wrong what went wrong is it because of the turning pitches no is it because of uh, Matthew Mott no because Mott's done a good job with the T Twenty side of things I don't think this is something for him to take the blame for. This should be, is this down to the fact that we haven't played enough one-day cricket? Partly, yes. Is this just down to the amount, this is down to the amount of one-day cricket we've played in these conditions? Yes, exactly. This is what we need to do. We've not, we've been playing in England. We've won, we win games in England, obviously. Um, but we are playing on, not, we're not playing on wickets, we're going to play in India. We should be thinking, hang on, this has got to stop. We're going to use... Okay, maybe we won't use it in international cricket, but we're going to have an, enough wickets in the one-day cup, which has been completely scrapped away for the 100, just because some new people can uh, get in get in, and jacks and um, some artists, like, uh, who even performs that? Like, some artists can get on a stage, we can do the toss on a stage. No. What we need to do is do the exact same commercialization, commercialization we're doing for the 100 to the T20 Blast, and then make the one day cup another mainstream tournament. We need to be able to have pitches that are um it, pitches that are turning. We have to be able to have pitches that the pitches that suit um the pitches that suit the conditions we're playing the next World Cup in. So South Africa will be seeming or, or um have a, maybe a bit of grass on it. So we'll adapt it to that. We'll have a couple turning wickets, so we get a bit of practice for all the, for all the sides. That's the solution. Or we could we have we need to have more players getting through. We could have more money put into academy setup. We can have more money money put into grassroots cricket. There's a lot of things we can do. This is exactly what we were saying when after the uh, another an, an, annihilation in Hobart. What are we going to do to save English cricket? And how we're going to do it efficiently? I do think that um, they'll go all in and they'll panic and they'll they might just uh, get but they might sack Butler they might sack Mark. I wouldn't do that. Here's what we would do: after we lose to Australia, we play out the rest of the games. We try out with the squad a little bit, try and fix a couple things. Then after that, complete overhaul. I, I actually we wait. After that, we wait until the 2024 World Cup. And then after that, if that doesn't go right, we think, okay, this is a massive issue. How are we going to solve this? We have, at that point, one year until the Champions Trophy, which we won't qualify for at this rate, and another year for the T20 World Cup. So we look forward to the T T20 World Cup. What we do after the 2024 World Cup is we reset the team. We get, I think, best of us to go. Milan probably will have to go. Um, okay, in fact, all gone, and we try and assemble a team that can stay for about twenty years. N not twenty, about five or ten years. I think we bring Jamie Smith in. I think we bring players like um, Sam Hain. Maybe gets a chance. 
Um, Rehan Ahmed definitely gets a chance. Um, who the other ones are doing pretty well? Uh, I think Sam Curran stays. Uh, let's, let's let's look at the uh, T20 boss right now. Okay. Uh, John Turner gets a chance. Jordan Cox gets, gets a chance for sure. Um, Bethel, Jacob Bethel. Uh, Ollie Robinson, the Durham one. Uh, Will Jacks definitely gets another chance. Uh, Cola, maybe Cola Cadmore gets a chance. Um, maybe not Laurie Evans. Not Adam Hose, he's too too old. Uh, Banton gets another chance. Basically, all the players that are doing well in county cricket get a chance. And all the bowlers do well, like, so I'm talking about, like, Turner, um, Dax again, um, Saki Mahmood, uh, Matthew Fisher, I think, would be another one. Uh, who are the other ones? Uh, not Hogan. Uh, maybe Jamie Overton, Craig Overton, maybe, but not so sure about that. Basically, players who are performing in T uh, Twenty cricket and maybe even the hundred. I, I wouldn't slide towards the hundred, but players who are performing in T Twenty cricket and the block and the One Day Cup. That's the key thing. Players who are performing in the One Day Cup because they are playing One Day cricket. We've seen we've got players who are doing well in T Twenty cricket in the squad right now, but they're not doing well in One Day cricket. Who are the players who are doing well in one-day cricket? We get them into the team, give them a go, and if they don't work, they don't work. So I, I think we've had to think a little bit more logically. We had to sort of change the players we have because this is the end of the, this is the end of an eight-year era. So what are we going to change, and how are we going to change it? So, and, and second of all, let's let let's look at how India have done. India, they haven't wanted. Trophy of 12 years. Look at the amount of depth they have. Look how many, look like, uh, let's say Ashwin retires. Okay, we got uh, Aksar Patel. Or, um, say Cody retires. Oh, that's fine. We got Shreyasai. Or we got, um, Rod retires. No, we got Shuman Gill. And we got that guy caught on side. They have an, a constant cycle of talent through the IPL. And they're able to give players time because they play so many games. England, we're complaining about how many games we have. We need to be able to use those amount of games to rotate the squad. Give people a chance, and then we have a bigger squad and better place to choose from. It's not that hard, guys. We just need to find a, a, a cycle that works. I mean, for me, it's been a crash course since the start. If we do lose against Australia, which we probably will, if we do lose, I think that the blame will fall on Josh Butler when it shouldn't. I th- yeah, he's not done a good job this World Cup, but it shouldn't all fall on him. The blame will fall on Matthew Mott, which I don't think it should. The blame will fall also on Rob Key, who's hiring these people. And the blame will probably fall on who else? The other coaches. Maybe you could say the the rest of the ECB are not doing their job right. Maybe the counties, which it shouldn't. Not, I don't think it should ha- go on any of them. It's... I think it should fall on those players because those players are underperformed. They've underachieved. They have said, okay, we're going to play an attacking brand of cricket. Well, let's show it. They haven't showed it. They haven't showed it at all. That's a fact. England have been one of the best, if not the, I think, no, no, the best by quite a wide, by quite a margin, white ball team in the world for about six or seven years. And that that's not me. That's not a biased opinion. That's a fact. There's no other team that's won 
I told both World Cups at the same time. So I we need to be able to keep that legacy. We cannot go back to the old old ways of England where we crash out at a World Cup before it's even begun. That cannot happen again. I, I do fear it happens again because something has to give. That has to happen very, very soon. Okay, now on to a little bit of lighting news. We've got that out of the way. Um, sorry for a little bit of delay. I wanted to wait, as I said, after the India game because I thought there'd be a bit of hope for England. So we missed two two uh, important Grand Prix. Um, I wouldn't say important, but uh, the we missed Austin, which is usually a big, big race. Um, and we also missed Mexico. And a lot of things happened in between. Um, so I'm going to go through that. And yeah, just... Uh, just maybe put, I'm gonna play a, bit, a little bit of catch up. Uh, first of all, a bit of housekeeping. Uh, F1 Academy has ended for the season. The inaugural season of F1 Academy um, has ended. Uh, and what was her name? Uh, Marta Garcia was uh, the F1 Academy champion, and she's been given a fully funded uh, Freca uh, seat for the Freca series, which is the Formula Renault Euro Cup by Alpine series. I know. I, I I didn't know what that was, to be honest. Uh, it's a stepping stone between Formula 4 and Formula 3, and she'll be competing for the leading Premier team. And it's fully funded, which is great. Um, that's exactly what um, this was all meant to be. Uh, this, is what, this is what F1 Academy was for. Um, so hopefully she can develop and maybe be in Formula 1 soon. I, I don't know. I think it'll take a long time until there is a, formal, like a female driver in F1. But we're getting close. We're definitely getting close. There's definitely... Um, Hopefully there'll be one soon, and hopefully, uh, sh- the the person that the female that is in Formula One will be competitive, um, which I think what we all want. Uh, from an F one uh, perspective of things, quite a few things happened. Uh, Austin was a sprint weekend, which was it was kind of dark. Let's be real. Um, McCann looked all right. I I, I won't say they won this. They weren't. I don't say they were quick. But Austin, they looked a lot quicker at Austin than Mexico. Yeah, Lando got picked up like 11 places because he started P19. Um, but I, I, yeah, I think Alpha Tari surprised me. DR3, yes, yes, DR3, uh, Daniel Ricciardo. Um, qualified fourth, finished, uh, was it, yeah, seventh, just didn't um, manage to get past George Russell. But that's a, re- that's a really good effort. Considering he broke his wrists and just came back from that, that's very impressive. To do it on a thirty-one lap stint on the hard well, that's pretty. That's very, very impressive. Um, well, obviously it was this, it was this, um same old story. Max Verstappen uh, coming home with like a ten-second league. Not in Austin though. He had a bit of a break uh, problem. Hampton got close, but it wouldn't have mattered because he got disqualified. Um, one yeah, one thing that was interesting for me is that uh, he was saying. More cars should be checked after the race. I, I, I think, yeah, obviously it's true when they only test four cars and 50% of them fail because of the sprint weekend. They had a lot more wear on those um skid blocks, which is like the, the wooden plank on the bottom of the car. Um, I, I Yeah, it's it, it would be a lot better to test more cars, but I just don't think they have enough time. I think they just wanted to do those because they were the front-running cars. And they would have the most wear just to sort of like a, a test just to see relatively how it works on a sprint on a sprint weekend compared to a normal weekend. Speaking of sprint weekends, um a lot of people have been sort of 
disregarding it, very critical of the sprint format. So you know what, I'm going to find, I have a solution sort of that I've come up with uh, that will hopefully solve uh, the sprint problem. Right, let me show it to you. So on Friday, we'll have the free practice one, free practice two, um, just that normal sort of stuff. Uh, on the Saturday in the morning, you're, when the free practice three is, we'll have qualifying for the sprint, which will be, uh, what was that? Just, yeah, just normal. And in a one-shot qualifying, actually, no, it will be all 20 cars will go out, scrap the Q1, Q2, Q3 thing, one-shot qualifying in championship water going from last to first. Um, then after that would be, what would it, what would it be? Um, the, obviously, the sprint itself, but that one-shot qualifying, it'll be reverse grid um, from that. Um you reserve. I think actually no. The team that gets pole will get um will get five points, and they will be points for the top five for qualifying, and then points for the top ten for the sprint, uh, which will be a reverse grid, a complete complete reverse grid. Um, then after that, we'll have the normal race on Sunday with the finishing positions from the sprint. I think that's a lot better because it it, it obviously it's something to look forward to is a little bit different um and you'll sort of get the sort of the um first of all it'll fix the problem of having too much wear on the cars and you'll have a lot enough times for teams to adjust the setup data because there are two practice sessions second of all it'll be a lot more engaging for the fan and the casual viewer um there'll be a lot more overtakes and there'll be a lot more good racing i think i would say um on those uh sprint weekends um I, th I think, you know, I, th I what was I going to say? Um, obviously, this is not ideal because this was Mercedes' best race of the season, for sure. Um, but Lando got promoted second when both him or Lewis could have won that race if Lewis pitted a little bit earlier, but it wouldn't really matter for Lewis. Um, also, these sort of disqualifications and stuff, they come out so late after the race. Yeah, I know they had to check the cars, but they come out so late, and I think it might be really annoying for the... The casual viewer to understand about that um so definitely fix that and then obviously uh the race today the mexico city grand prix uh poor checker man poor checker his home race feeling like yeah maybe i can i might be able to get a win you know reignite my my rebel confidence and get my haters to shut up and he gets i won't say taken out but he got uh launched into the air by Charlotte on that one so that's so sad that's really sad i feel for him um hamilton got up to second ahead of him uh signs got up got up signs dropped down to fourth lando norris died 17th uh i think there were a couple of grid penalties as well so he was he qualified 19th but side 17th and got up to fifth that's pretty impressive um and then russell obviously was struggling towards the end and then ricardo got pretty close to him um, but he, he wasn't able to get past. Ricardo signed P4. That's pretty impressive in Alphatari. I think we're starting to see the actual performance of this car, that it's actually a, a midfield car. It's not, like, as far off as we thought it was. So that's really good for DR. Um, hopefully he can keep on showing this. Not showing it to one-off, but keep on with these consistent point fin points finishes because I really want to see my Red Bull seat soon. Um, I know, obviously, it'll be harsh on Checo, but I really want to see him in that Red Bull seat.
I think they'll give him a couple of years and then hopefully UK will get it after. Um, what's happened? Magnussen is a pretty big shunt. Um, thank God it's okay. He was actually yeah, it was a pretty it was a, it was a pretty big shunt because um, I saw it well on the TV coverage and you could see a lot of debris falling from the car. Um, it was I think um, part of the side pod was missing. The uh, rear wing was shattered. It was very scary. Um, so yeah, it's good. He's okay. Uh, Alonso, I'm tired. I didn't really see why. I think it was some sort of um, mechanical failure. Uh, but it's yeah. What's happened to Aston Martin? They, they've they've gone from competing with Verstappen to competing with Sargent. <laughs> like it, it, it. What happened? I think it's just a fallen development. They can keep up with development because uh, other teams are caught up. Uh, which is really sad. I hope they can just sort of, they can develop a lot more for their car next year. Uh, I think that's what they're focusing on now and just get ahead of the rest and hopefully be able to challenge uh, Red Bull again. Um, yeah. Uh, Sao Paulo's next week. I think it, it is, not next week, it's the week after. Uh, wait. Yep, it is. No, 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 it's next week. That's my bad. Uh, it's next week. Uh, and then is Vegas. Oh, oh, yes. Oh, I'm so excited. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it is expensive. It, it will cost you an arm and a leg for a, gra- a general admission ticket. But come on. Like, look look at the, it's. We're going to be having. It's under going to be under the lights. I think it's a Saturday night race, uh, which is great. But, like, it, it's. I'm so happy they're going to Vegas. It's going to be so nice to see fans. Said fans like there'll be so many fans there. It's going to be so cool to have to take over an entire city. This is going to be the modern day Monaco. It is. This is basically Monaco. This is yeah. This is basically the modern day Monaco. I've uh, raced the track a couple of times on the F1 game. It looks like a pretty good track. Um, looks like there'll be a decent amount of overtaking opportunities. Um, yeah, I, I'm so sorry for Vegas, man. I, I think it's going to be really good. Um, I think uh, Ricardo said, oh, I want to race in Vegas. Yeah, okay, Red Bull are going to win because look at that massive straight. I mean, Williams could also be kind of competitive uh, with that long straight. I would expect it to be Red Bull. Maybe Aston Martin will be pretty keen and very close um, because of the low corn- of the low speed corners. Uh, maybe the straight they might struggle a little bit, but I think they'll they'll make up for time there. So I could see I, I I could see Alonso sort of they could sort of reignite a little bit of belief, which is great. Uh, but yeah, I I think he'll probably be Red Bull straightforward. But I hope there's gonna be some good action. I think there'll be definitely some good action, especially down the strip. Um, and yeah, there'll obviously be a a, a, a cringe good walk from Martin Brundle, which was also fun, always fun to watch. So yeah. Very excited for Vegas, and obviously we end the season in Abu Dhabi. Um, and then we start again in the tw- on the 29th of February. We start in February, which is usually uh, pretty soon. So, yeah, that's uh, very uh, obviously very excited for that. Um, and, yeah, bring on Vegas. Whatever happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. So, yeah, maybe if that's what will be echoed if there are a couple of shunts. But, yeah, that's where I'm going to end it for today's podcast. Thank you so much uh, for listening. I'm sorry if the start was a little bit sort of, uh, what's the word for it? Uh, depressing. Um, next time I'll be uh, trying to answer some of your questions about England's Dumbaku. So send them in. 
uh, and I'm, I hope we get to answer them. Uh, try try make them family friendly. Uh, try not to make them inappropriate. Um, but yeah, I'll be answering some of your questions. So yeah, send them in, uh, and hopefully I'll get to answer them in the next episode. But for now, it's goodbye.